The Daily Logos, Episode 2, Battling Temptation. All human beings, whether they're Christians or not, have a different set of strengths and a different set of weaknesses. And sometimes there are struggles. Other people struggle with different things. And oftentimes you see that in relationships, right? Like husband will have certain strengths and weaknesses. Wife will have certain strengths and weaknesses. And I suppose it's possible for similar people to get married and have the same set of strengths and the same set of weaknesses, which would probably pose more of a problem than it would be good. But because you need to have that balance, right? If, if you have the same strengths and the same set of weaknesses, then you're both vulnerable in the same way. Rather than if there's different strengths and different weaknesses, then your vulnerability can kind of be protected by the other spouse and vice versa if you're you know working as a team. But the enemy, whose name is not worth mentioning, he always attacks the weak spots, right? So he's going to come at each person where they are most vulnerable. And the cool thing about Jesus Christ and the Bible is that it teaches us how to live properly. So Christ set the perfect example, what we're supposed to strive for daily. But there's also answers to all of our questions if we're actually looking for them. So if we're struggling with something, the Bible's got the answer. Now, the difficulty therein lies is how do you get people to do what's in the Bible if they don't want to? And that's just a... It's either an understanding issue or a discipline issue. But it's, it's what we're supposed to strive for, right? Like we're supposed to dig in the scripture each day and we're supposed to try to plow forward to grow as Christians. So before we get into scripture today, it's important to understand that it's impossible for Christ himself to get be tempted because he's the word of God in flesh. He's God in flesh. He is God. He's the second person in the Trinity. He's the second mode of being in the Trinity by dictionary definition. So it's impossible for he himself, Christ, to be tempted. Now, what happened was the enemy dared to try and tempt Christ. That's what happened. God tells us in Matthew chapter 4, verse 3 through 4, And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus was quoting scripture there. The scripture that he was quoting was Deuteronomy 8.3. That's in the Old Testament. Jesus is teaching us there. That's a perfect lesson for us, right? Jesus is teaching us that our defense against temptation is scripture. Now, the difficult thing is the less amount of scripture that we know, the more vulnerable we are to sin. So we have to have sufficient knowledge of Scripture to know what sin is and to defend ourselves against these attacks. And I mean, this is, it's just common sense or logical sense, right? Like, how can we turn away from sin and use the Bible as our defense against temptation if we don't know what's in Scripture? So we have to be a student of Scripture. We have to be diligent in our study of Scripture. God tells us in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So the key thing I want to hone in on there is taking every thought captive to obey Christ. So he tells us, if you really want to know 
how to love Christ properly, it is in the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John tells us how to love God properly. So if you're interested in demonstrating your love for Christ, dig in the Gospel of John. We'll get there eventually, but that is how you know if you're actually loving Jesus Christ. So we, Scripture tells us we have to take our thoughts captive and we have to filter them through Scripture. So when a thought pops into our head, it can only come from so many sources, so many places, right? So we can generate thoughts ourselves. We can have thoughts generated from other people talking to us or social media, television, other human beings, whatever. We can also have a thought that's generated from the Holy Spirit or from the enemy. That's pretty much the four options. Our own mind, the mind of others, the Holy Spirit, or the enemy. Now the dangerous thing is that the enemy can imitate convictions. And he can imitate convictions and can mislead others thinking they are following the Holy Spirit when in fact they are not. So every thought that we have, no matter what the origin is, we have to take that captive and filter it through Scripture. That's how we know the direction we need to go. And it's important to understand that being a Christian is basically a battle of the mind, right? It's a battle of information and what to do with the information in our head. And the prize, the you know, this psychological battle, the spiritual battle that we all go through in life to try to strive to do the right thing in Scripture, the prize at the end of this is this life is our, is our soul. That's the bottom line. So we have to keep our eyes fixed on eternity and fixed on our soul, not what's in front of our faces right now. So to get ourselves through life and to keep ourselves on the right track, we have to do what God tells us to do in Scripture, which is to take our thoughts captive, to obey Christ, and to use Scripture as our weapon against temptation. And you know, the human mind is so easily misled, and we have to make sure that we're doing what God wants us to do and to verify that by reading Scripture. Like, we have to check ourselves through Scripture because this emotional gospel that's being taught right now, the prosperity gospel, the emotional gospel, that your emotions and whatever whim you're feeling is the direction that you need to go, it's like, no, that's not at all the case. We're supposed to use Scripture as the guiding principles to orient ourselves, not even the guiding principles, we're supposed to do what's in Scripture to orient ourselves towards Christ as the way, the truth, and the life, and salvation and atonement for our sins. So it's Scripture that we should be a diligent student of to move forward. And of course we do all that because we love Jesus, right? That's, that's what drives us to be a student of Scripture is because we love Jesus. And, you know, we're really blessed these days because if we do have a thought we can quickly take it captive and Google what does the Bible say about X, Y, Z, or 1, 2, 3. Now, I will say that with caution because there's a ton of misleading information out there. So make sure to go straight to the source, Scripture itself, and visit the meanings in the original manuscripts. And the, if, you're, if you didn't know this, the Old Testament is in Hebrew and the New Testament is in Greek. And there's an awesome website that I use to help you, because there are translational issues. I mean... If there were no translational issues, there would be one English Bible that's 100% perfectly accurate, but there isn't. There's a ton. So to really get to the bottom of what the truth is, you got to get in the original manuscripts. And the easiest way to do that, and the best resource that I've got, is 
uh, blueletterbible.org. It's incredible. Because, you know, the Greek is a different language, right? It's high context. English is low context. There are some translation issues to understand just exactly what the Bible is trying to tell you. So, take captive your thoughts to obey Jesus Christ. Use Scripture as your weapon against temptation. And everything will work itself out. I hope everyone has a great day. Fight the good fight. God bless.